Hey, welcome back to another round of the 7.30 interviews. Right now, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher. Just search We Going In Presents. Right now, joined by Gold Chain Military Representative Durag Dynasty, hailing from Los Angeles. The new album, Three Dimensional Prescriptions, is out. Produced entirely by Ono. Tri-State Man, thanks so much for joining us, man. Hey, my pleasure, man. Peace and blessings to all. So the album's been out for two months now, man. You know, has it finally kind of sunk in that this album is finally out and, and folks can, can get it and you know how's the how's the promo going how's everything going with that promotion on this yeah so i'm i'm pretty excited man the promotion is picking up actually uh we we kind of look at it like a, a slow burn this is a project that a lot of heart soul and passion was put into so we know that it's gonna you know it's not a major label situation. Shout out to Hyro, you know, on the independent side of things. We put the project out through Hyro Imperium, which is Hieroglyphics uh, record label. And we're just excited that we can have a platform like that. So we're not rushing anything, man. We're going to put out quality videos just like the audio. We feel like the music is quality, you know, definitely going to be, you know, mentioned in the best you know in in for the running of the year you know and that's why we want to uh take our time with the marketing the promotion and everything and make sure it's rolled out properly definitely no i mean i think that's that's awesome because you definitely want to set those high expectations and really you know like go for the jugular there man you know do you feel when you listen to that album front to back that you um that you put this album in the running for for album of the year from you know when websites and writers and bloggers and everybody come up with their list that that three-dimensional prescriptions will be in their list absolutely uh that was the i mean we didn't set out that's not the goal like y'all like we're gonna let's make album right, of the year. right. We, we just you know we just set out creatively and said let's make the best project that we can and let's make the type of project that we would feel we want to listen to like what would be the best to us and as tastemakers we feel like yo you know our ears are certified we know what the best shit is oh excuse me what the best product is now you're good man you you're know good. yeah yeah so sound wise we like yo this is what we gonna do we're gonna put the you know put our best foot forward and make a project that we would love to listen to and i feel like you know we we definitely came close i even i'm a hard critic you know so i feel like yeah we, we you know even the next project is gonna be fire more right. fire you know and you're already but thinking about definitely, that definitely uh, absolutely always i'm a i'm an artist i'm creative so i'm always creating the next thing you know and but we're definitely confident and excited about this one because we know that it's it's competitive you know in this market and i know people going to enjoy it you know and, and it's great too i think the fact that you know for anyone who you know isn't as familiar with tri-state or, or sees you as Drewbag dynasty or gold chain military like this is this is that project i feel for you that's like you know you're gonna get to know who tri-state the mc is so thank you thank you sir yeah uh <clears throat> those projects that came before you know um those are classic albums like honestly you know, before Durag Dynasty, there was several other projects. You know, I put out tri-state projects before. Right, right. You know, but, but I would definitely say like Gold Chain Military album 
and then the General Mox album, which was myself and Planet Asia. We have a group called General Mox, and we put out a project uh, a few years back. And that was like one of our biggest projects. Uh, we, we toured the world with that project. And a lot of people became familiar with Tri-State then. But Durag Dynasty with Alchemist, that was a major boost into the into the underground world in terms of, you know, having that, that stamp from a producer like Alchemist. So definitely. And now people are, are, are starting to get familiar and go, oh, wow, that's Tri-State from the Alchemist Project, the Durag Dynasty, and now they're going back, which is fine, you know what I mean? You, you just, it's art, so people will research when they, you know, if they're into it, they'll go back and say, yo, now I want to hear some of his works before, right. and they'll search it out and find me, you know? But yeah, yeah I truly appreciate where, where, where we're going now, and people getting to finally realize that, yo, I'm one of the masterminds behind the Alchemist Project. Not only was I on it, I, that name, 360 Waves, the title, I came up with the title for that album. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that, and that, so. that, that was such a great album with, with such, you know, the chemistry between you, Killer Ben, and Planet Asia, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's dope to hear that, especially, you know, having Alchemist Beats, you know, that's not too bad either. You know, um, what's it like, man, for you when you, when you work in a group like Durag Dynasty versus doing your solo work? Like, how does your mentality shift? Well, it's, you know what it is? Like, when you're in a group, a powerhouse group like Durag Dynasty, because Planet Asia on his own, in his own rights, is a legend. You know what I mean? Right. So you, you, get, in a, you get in a room with the caliber of an MC, with an MC of that caliber, and then you add another MC to the mix, which is Killer Ben, who, you know, in his own right is a, is somebody that no one might not know, but he's a legend in his own right, especially to us and in the streets. I mean, he was signed to Dr. Dre at one point. He was on Aftermath. You know what I mean? So, you know, he's 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 been in the booth with legends and written classics and you know so the pressure of sitting across the room you know looking at MCs like that and then seeing a legendary producer at the boards that that makes you you know take your writing to a whole nother level so me as an MC you know that that's easier actually because I like the pressure and it makes you know it pushes your pen a little harder so it's that's actually easier it's harder to do the solo you know, you, you know, it's just me and I'm pouring out my soul and all my experiences into, you know, my work. So it, it's a it's a pretty ill contrast and experience, you know, all together having to be in a group like Durag and then burst out and do a solo project. It's easier to have an oh no behind it, you know, because his music is so inspiring. It's like you sit down and shit, I'm up. Soon as soon as he played a lot of those beats, thoughts just started swirling, you know? I bet. Do you have a preference, you know, when you look at, you know, the competition and being and being pushed by, by artists like PA and, and Killer Ben versus having a song to do exactly what you want? Not necessarily. I, I like to, I would say uh, I don't have a preference, but I do enjoy it's to me, like I said, it's easier in the group 
I, I would I would like doing it in the group, but to be able to stand alone, you know, as a solo artist, that's 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 it that's so fulfilling, you know what I mean, creatively. Because like you said, I you know, it all falls on my shoulder at the end of the day, on my shoulders at the end of the day. So but my preference was probably would be the group I love sharing and the success with my brothers. So Right. And, and and you guys seem to be a close collective where it's not just music too. Like it seems to actually be genuine friendship and genuine like, you know, having each other's backs. So. Oh, oh yeah, nah, nah. We 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 well, as far as Planet Asia, I've been traveling the globe with this guy for the last 15, 16 years now. You know, 14 to 16 years, I should say. So, and then Killer Ben, I knew him before I even knew Planet Asia. He introduced me to Planet Asia, basically. You know, so, so, it, so you know, yeah, we, we've had a relationship outside, ups and downs. I've seen Killer Ben go through so much strife. You know, in and out of, you know, uh, the system, you know, going through those things and, you know, family stuff. They We've seen each other's kids be born and grow and all of that. So, yeah, we, we family. It's not even a, a matter of relationships. That's we, we pure family, you know. Yeah. Honestly, that's just got to make the music just naturally better without. Indeed. And, and, and I'm Without sure, a doubt, and, and it's cool too to hear that there's like the healthy competition, man. Where it's like, I'm gonna outshine you on this, or like you're pushing me to be better, because <laughs> everyone wins from that. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, that's the best time, man. Like, you know, and we we built the whole gold chain based on those things. You know, everybody always wanted to be the the yo. I got the best. I got the best shoes on. I got the best. You know what I mean? I collect the best hats or I, I have the best gear. I got the best flow. My chick is look better than yours. You know what I mean? And and it's always been based on that. And that's what hip hop started as anyway. So we look back on our forefathers and said, yo, we all we doing is the same thing that they was doing just on a you know, on another level, futuristically. We awesome trying to be ahead of the curve, so Let's take that to another level, you know. How do we how do we enhance these these patterns of rhyme and these words and this delivery and these cadences? How do we enhance that and take it to the next level? And I don't think, you know, it's hard in this climate because you got a bunch of artists who they don't strive for that. Actually, they do the opposite. They're like, yo. How can we be the dumbest? And how do we sound the most ignorant on the mic? And that's going to win because they're like, yo, I don't give a shit about that hip hop bebop shit. I just want to, I just want to turn up and be lit, you know? Exactly. So, so yeah, we definitely built our empire on that. And Tri-State stands for that. And Do-Rag Dynasty, Gold Chain Military, General Monks, you know, uh, Buford State, whatever. Dirty digs, everything that we represent is 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 really pure and genuine to the core. We we trying to push the envelope. Yeah, no, I think that's much needed in the music. It's also pretty crazy that we're doing the interview today, man. 
and the healthcare bill. Um, they did not vote on it today. They, it would have got shut down if they did vote on the, the Obamacare repeal. And the intro yeah, to, yeah. Your, to your album, you know, talked about 3D um, printing of pills and, and kind of, you know, it's, it's a little apocalyptic about where, you know, you know, medicine is heading. And it also made me Google, man, like, can you really 3D print pills? And like, I found like that's a real thing too. Yeah, absolutely. That's crazy. Absolutely. I did not know that. Yeah, 3D. 3D printing is, is is the wave, like the new wave. It's it's crazy, man. Like the what you're gonna be allowed to be able to do is is almost virtually insane, you know. And I'm a tech head, and Ono is a tech head as well. He this guy actually develops a lot of VR. He like he lives in a VR world, man. To me, even his production is like that, and it you know. It, you know, you talk about the healthcare beer bill. Imagine, imagine a lot of the. You know, if you if you could just print your pills, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's crazy. They just give you a script and you print your pills. You know, yeah, it's, a, it, it's that. That's where we headed. That's why I say we we think ahead of the curve. And you know, when I when I looked at Ono and myself and we came together, I'm like, yo, this guy. They call him Doctor No. You know what I mean? He's a tech head. I'm a tech head. 3D. What what does doctors do? Prescribe medicine for people who with, you know, situations. So that's what we doing with this music. We prescribing, you know what I mean? We prescribing medicine. So the doctor in Tri-State, the three, came together for 3D prescriptions, you know? What are your thoughts, man, on just the Affordable Care Act and the repeal of it and what's been proposed? A lot of times, I, I think I actually thought that it sound it sound pretty cool, you know what I mean. But but I'm not sure what the back end side effects are to it. Um, you know, Obama's Obama's thing kind of missed a little bit, you know. But I thought it. I thought he had a great, you know, and allowing. I just don't agree with our system period like to be to pay for medic med, medical care is insane you know like you go to other countries you could actually be treated like you don't have you don't have these ridiculous bills it almost seems unreal to me that if you get sick you have to have money to be treated right. you know what i mean like that seems like something natural that's almost like water coming out the ground like damn gee I, I'm, you know what I mean. I have no money. Like I need to be treated. You know what I mean. So it, it's 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 kind of fucked up, bro. Yeah, and and I think I think a big thing, man, is you know would would people actually be willing to pay more taxes to have, you know, healthcare that would be more affordable? And it seems like a lot of yeah, people affordable. are not willing to do that. Well, uh, the the whole tax game is not about willing either. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> taxes in itself is, I mean, who's willing, who want, really wants to pay, you know, taxes? Like, some of that shit is, I mean, the system is tricky, so I don't really get, you know, get into too much of the politics. I know that they exist, and, you know, I share amongst it. I, I talk to my kids all the time, you know. I have an older daughter, you know, as well, and she's incredibly intelligent so you know we we was discussing this uh 
not too long ago actually and where did she I was asking her where did she think you know this whole healthcare thing was gonna go in the future especially with with uh doofus in the office so you know we just gotta I, I know the people we we need to stand firm and make the decisions on you know how we're gonna be treated and that's across the board beyond healthcare you know yeah, exactly. You know, how, how do you, you know, when you look at where, you know, just our climate in the United States is just, you know, um, since the election and since everything has happened, you know, what do you tell your kids, man, you know, about, about how everything is going down from immigration raids to, um, you know, Islamophobia and um, LGBTQ rights being taken away? What do you tell your kids, man, especially um, if your daughter's old enough to really understand what's going on? And, and see the world like how do you how do you frame that well your kids tell you actually <laughs> you know like you learn a lot from the youth and and they're more in tune than a lot of times than some of the adults you know some of the adults are so caught up in this programming where they just wake up every day in a routine go to work come home you know what I mean some of the kids are more socially connected than you know the adults so you i think we a lot of times should take some time out and listen to the youth you know like what do the youth have to say a lot of them have some great ideas and some possible solutions to a lot of the bullshit that's been you know implemented upon us over the course of these years and then you know my daughter is she, she, she gives great ideas, man, you know. But once again, I mean, the, the only thing you can tell them is, is to be consciously aware and socially aware. Like, pay attention. Don't allow anyone to, you know, push you into making any decisions and force, you know, these laws, you know, upon, upon us, the people. Because right. we the people, we should we should be we are the ones who determine, you know, what's what what's gonna be, what will be. No doubt. And you know, you look at working on a whole album with Oh No, man. You know, like like what was that like for you? What was that process like as you guys, you know, crafted the vision for this? You know, made sure the production, you know, fit, you know, for what the album was gonna do. You know, how how did you and Ono work together on this? You know, it was it actually wasn't a difficult process at all it was more than anything like I told people in the past we always say this within the chain within the movement like it, it only it, it's only gonna work if it's organic so nothing forced so we didn't force anything when we came together oh no and I used to see each other around all the time I admire everything he did and he he was like, he came to me and said, yo, I think you're one of the nicest MCs. We should definitely do a project together. And and eventually, we would just keep running into each other and saying the same thing. And then was like, yo, let's make it happen. All right, I got a batch of beats for you. And that's how it went down. I went to his lab maybe a couple times and we started the project. And from there on, we just started over the airwaves he would send something, I would bless it, you know, and, and send it back. And we just kept building a project like that. It was it was fairly simple. 
That's all, all organic. You know, is he, is he the kind of producer too that pushes you in terms of like, do that again, do that again, or is he the kind of producer that's like, you know, if you're happy with it, this is what's gonna stay. Yeah, he's more or less he he more or less trust in the. I don't think he works with artists that he would have to more or less produce. Like he, I think he I think he works with artists that he can focus more on producing the music and allowing the artist to be in a comfortable creative space. So he's more of that he's more of that producer. So there's different types of producers, you know, and he's that producer that goes. Uh, that's dope. Did you did do you love it? Because if you love it, I'm rolling. I love it. Like you know, as long as he likes it and he knows the music is quality and he's rolling, you know. If it's you know, we we definitely record. We have songs that did that we didn't put on a project that we did. We you know both agreed that it didn't fit the the mold. You know. So those are something that's kind of in the stash that you know, kind of see where that goes later. Well, I mean, yeah, we, we, you know, we got a bunch of missiles. We always feel like we can shoot at any point. So, you know, at, you know, we might, we might start unloading some of those, and you know, we, like I said, we already started, you know, building this new bomb. So, who knows, you know? That's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad you guys are still working together. What's the difference? between working with Ono and Alchemist in terms of their production styles and how they are in the studio? <laughs> that's, that's a good question. They're almost pretty similar, man. I think that's why their group, you know, that's why that gangrene thing is such an incredible mixture. You know what I mean? I think it works perfectly because those dudes are similar. Mm. You know, um, both, both chemical geniuses you know, I think I think Al Al is a little more his style has a little more like humorous humor in it. You know what I mean? Whereas, you know, and he makes a lot of dark shit, but O does too. So, you know, it's it's crazy, man. They both they both really similar in a lot of ways. You know, um I would say I would say, you know, Ah, that's a great question, man. I, I mean, I don't really see a, a lot of big differences. Both geniuses in their own right, you know. Style-wise, I mean, obviously, old dabbles in a little, a little bit more obscure. He like he he's a little bit more obscure. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, definitely. And, and it's so interesting too if you think about that. You've done projects with both of them and you know the way that they work together but like if you look at alchemist discography compared to ono's discography both are super impressive but so different absolutely so it, it, it's, absolutely. It, it's impressive to see the range that they both have you know like I, and i could see that being a great thing as an mc to work with the producer producers with such range but also i could see that being a real challenge too because there's so much they can do that they can really pull you in a lot of different directions yeah, I, you know, I think being, I think for the solo project, Oh No was perfect because of that. Because, because you know, the difference in the group, I, I didn't have, I, I didn't have the, the room and the, you know, the space to do a song like A Tears on My Nautica. 
which is a you know like a like a true you know like a look back into some some shit that I really experienced in life you know what I mean whereas on you know and and I feel like that sound drop that soundscape that he laid behind that was perfect I feel like oh no could do that you know whereas I'm not sure to, <clears throat> you know in the group setting I wasn't we wasn't given those kind of options sound wise to to pull from to pull from that creative space you understand what I'm saying right you know, oh no, yeah. The, the the beats that the beats that I got, I was able to sit with and pull from that creative space on the solo project. So, I think his range and his, like I said, obscurity, you know, in sounds and and certain things that he would sample from. You know what I mean? I, you know, not to say Al wouldn't sample from it because Al samples from some obscure shit as well. So, I mean, he did a whole. Russian project for God's sake you know what I mean yeah exactly straight from all straight from all Russian records that he collected when he was in Russia so you know those dudes are unbelievable man it's it's not it's not difficult as a real MC and a and a creative artist to sit in a room with guys like that and come up with some of the most incredible shit you can come up with because they music pushes you there. Right, I can definitely see that. I would imagine, man, like, you must have a pretty picky ear at this point having so many talented producers that you've worked with. <laughs> yeah, my, it's crazy, my, bro. My career kind of starts out like that because my very first project, like, you know, the solo project that I put out, uh, enemy of the state it was just like a street a street cd or mixtape it's floating around digitally i had i had a producer by the name of dj khalil oh man love khalil man self-scientifically okay amazing exactly so 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 i was kind of like spoiled coming into this hip-hop shit so you know it's you know i've always been on that i've always been in those you know circles where i could you know as far as production, I could pick from the best out of the litter because I had people like Bayard Asar, who Bayard was like one of the first producers I ever worked with when I when I first started, first got out of college and started dropping rhymes with my crew back then. Bayard produced Paparazzi for Exhibit. Oh wow, yeah, that that was a banger. Exactly. Was- so I, he was he he's the first producer that opened his studio up to me on a daily where he was like you know come through come through and I was able to sit around and watch him work with the alcoholics and exhibit and so on and so forth so you know King T all of these artists who basically you know opened the door and let me in the game so you know I went from working with him to Thea, you know, to Khalil, DJ Khalil, and so on and so forth. So, you know, Khalil now, you know, associated with major, major, major hits, you know, working with people like Drake and, you know, Dr. Dre and, you know, some of the biggest artists in the game. So he's so big, he's he's off the radar because 
people don't understand, he works with Dr. Dre. Like, like Khalil, Khalil has hits out there. He, he produces like, you know, uh, songs like Aloe Black's Man. You know what I mean? Right. Like those big, those, you know, that Aloe Black song was on, you know, GMC commercials and, you know, Khalil is Khalil is in that world. Like he's producing for Drake and Clips and you know Nas, Jay Z. You know his placements are are on that level now. So Khalil is, you know, he's still around, and we all, you know, we see him because we all grew up together. So you know, Khalil was one of the, you know, masters, man. As far as the production thing goes, Self Scientific was one of my favorite groups. Man, the return, man, was such a classic song, man. And just like what what they've done, man. The Self Science, I love that album when it came out. Like, is Chase Infinite? Uh, like, is he still around? Yeah, Chase. That's another guy that's monumental in this hip hop shit. Like, yeah, a lot of people don't know, but Chase Infinite is. You know, a part of the management team for ASAP Rocky. Really? Part of the ASAP. Wow. Absolutely. He's he's behind that movement. You know, so you know Chase Infinite, and he, and and he can he and he can still wrap circles around probably the whole team and everybody. You know what I mean? He, that's oh, how he, crazy. He totally could. Yeah, yeah. That's how amazing this hip hop shit is. Like you wouldn't even believe that you know those those type of artists and, and you know MCs and producers you know are are where they are today it's, it's amazing man I'm proud of both of those dudes I love them you know those dudes are trendsetters and you know who stuck to the cold and the mold and they pushed the game forward and that's why you have like J Electronica you know what I mean their influence was so prevalent on so many different artists Absolutely, absolutely. So, so you can only imagine, man. I mean, you know, not to sway too far from the point, which I I know I did, but <laughs> the uh, you know I I started out with producers with being able to pick from producers like that. They out of saw paparazzi, DJ Khalil, self scientific. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, so on and so forth. So, so you know, coming up with a, a dirt digs and. You know, I was in another group where I, I did a lot of the production with my other partners called One Session as well. So I always understood the whole production aspect of the game. So that was why I was like, you know what? The the best thing for me to do as an artist coming off of a Durag Dynasty with one of the one of the you know, arguably one of the greatest producers in hip hop, Alchemist is to go find another great producer and just do an entire project with it, you know, up with. So that's, that's, that's what led me in this direction. Yes. So what do you like, do you prefer that? Do you like doing albums with just one producer and really owning in with one sound like that? I wouldn't say I prefer it, but I think it works. I think it always works well. Like, like, I, I, I mean, let's be honest. We, we've seen success both ways there's great projects in in you know in the history that we can pull from and say well that had multiple producers on 
Look at Ready to Die. You know what I mean? Look at Illmatic. You know, look at Ice Cube. Look at, you know, uh, Kill at Will. So so you could just, it's too many albums that we could say, oh, there was multiple producers on that was damn near uh, perfect. You know what I mean? And vice versa. Look at Pete Rock and CL. That was pure one product. You know what I mean? One producer. So, I mean, I, it definitely is a formula that works well. You know? But I don't have a preference. Like, my preference is make the best shit. Make dope shit. You know what I mean? Like, like shoot to make a project a full body of work that's has no songs that that anyone would like to skip. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a great philosophy. And, you know, so much of what you guys have done just as Gold Chain Man is, you know, the independent grind and really promoting yourselves and putting yourselves out there. So it seems to make a lot of sense that you guys would go through Hyro, you know, for everything that they, you know, have represented and what they mean and what they continue to represent for the indie scene and hip hop. So, what was that decision-making process like, and what's it been like working with Hyro for this release? You know, all all learning. It's, it's been it's been great. You know, there, I mean, obviously, any experience with any label, you're gonna run into some issues. You know, where you just, just gotta iron those out. And the beauty of having a label like Hyro is it's easy to iron those issues out because you can pick up the phone. And have a conversation, direct conversation with, with them. You know, you can actually, you can actually uh, come to a clear understanding and, and a relatable understanding because they they are artists and they've been on the indie, you know, track for a long time. They've been on the indie road for a long time, so they understand exactly where you're coming from. You know what I mean? So that decision was e- easy for us to make you know being that high roll has a built-in base and the listeners respect the culture so much you know we was like yo why not why wouldn't we do that you know what i mean it's like any other reputable uh independent label you know they they build a base they have you know listeners who you know, respect and appreciate the culture and, you know, it was a no-brainer. It's like, yeah. So the experience has been wonderful as well, man. Like, I mean, I can't complain. I'm I'm, I'm excited. I think we're going to make, you know, even more magic, you know, through Hyro. Like, I think we're going to make it even bigger. Like, some, some things are going to take place here in the near future, you know, just just for the simple fact that we did make this connection with Hyro. So I'm looking forward to, to, to what's about to come. That's great. Yeah, I've always loved Hyro, the music they put out, working with their artists as, you know, you know, for interviews and whatnot. Like they've always been a great label to deal with. Always one of my favorites. So um, I'm glad that's working out because I think it's a great, you know, a great fit for, you know, both sides here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, Indeed. So, you know, you look at, like, between what you do and everything coming out of Gold Chain, man, you know, like, you guys release a prolific amount of music. There's always something fresh coming from you guys, um, whether it's, you know, through someone like Jay Ronan or you guys blasting it out. Like, I feel like 
I'm always aware that somebody is doing something. You know, when you when you look at that, how important is it to always keep? Um, I think you referred to them as missiles earlier. Like to always have some some kind of song, some video, some kind of content always ready to go. <laughs> In this day and age, you're nothing without it. That's just like sending a sending a uh, some a team of fighters to a battlefield with no weapons like you know like like you're not even a part of this culture if you don't have anything ready to go so i mean that's just that's a necessity you can't step on a basketball court without the basketball you know so our whole thing is we we always like well shit we we bring in you know we bring in all we bring in all back all the basketballs shoes the the uniform everything the proper attire to the court like you know it, it wouldn't make sense if you came out there and you had on you know dress shoes slacks you know you on the basketball court and you you know you don't have the right attire so you know and you and you didn't bring a ball so <laughs> for us we always looked at it like that like damn in order to compete we need content so when I get off this line, I need to, I need to get to the studio. You know what I mean? Immediately, I should be in the studio now. You know, so, and, and if I'm, not, if I'm not in the studio, I guarantee you, one of my cohorts is in the studio right now. That's From great. Killer Cali to Montage One to Rogue Venom to uh, Sav Kills, you know. To Turban, Lyric Jones, Planet Asia, myself, Killer it don't stop. We all gotta be in the lab, you know? Ever worry about the disposability of it that songs don't have the staying impact? Is, is that ever a concern for you? It's not a concern for me, <clears throat> you know, uh, because because I because we futuristic, like I said, I, I look at the music like this is something that's gonna be left behind it's a it's an imprint so you know in the future people who listen to the music we just we just aim to make it timeless so the people in the future they shit they're gonna be like they're not gonna listen to it and say well damn that that didn't last long or they that was you know this project was put out and then this was put out too too soon or you know or whatever they just gonna listen to it for the quality of the music and the message and the art so I don't even I don't even look at shit like that you know the sustainability and everything of the songs nowadays because you know it's just like having a one hit wonder you know like those things they come and go but at the end of the day if you got a great if you making good music with a message you know it's gonna it's gonna have some some legs that you know can run forever you'll be able to listen to it 10, 15, 20, 30 years from now. You know what I mean? In 300 years from now, if it's good. I mean, yeah, that, that's huge. You know, so so what is your writing process like? I have I have, I have several different text, techniques and styles. Uh, sometimes uh, I just wake up in the middle of the morning out of my sleep 
and and start jotting lyrics, start just start jotting lyrics in my phone because I I hear them in my head. Or sometimes I pull over on the side of the road from driving and and I gotta write a few bars into my phone because they just came to my head. Sometimes I'm in the lab and we just working on something and we just write the write the entire thing right there on the spot. That's how the whole Durag Dynasty was created. We met with Alchemist every day. He'd make a beat right right on the spot as he as he's making the beat. We're writing the rhymes to it, and then we go right in the booth and record it. So the process is different every time. It's like it just depends on the situation. That's awesome. You, do, you know, do you... Ono's album, this this 3D prescription, those those prescriptions, those scripts were were all pretty much written to every beat that he supplied. So he, you know, if if I wasn't with him and he played the beat and I just write on a spot or he emailed me the beat, I pulled up the beats, listened, and I wrote the song and recorded it and sent it back to him. That's, do you ever hear too when, when music gets recorded in, in a in a quicker way? Do you ever want to go back and be like, oh, I just want to change this one line, or I just thought of this, this might make it better? Like, do you ever think of that and, and go back, or you know, are you are you kind of like, once it's done, this is how it's going to exist? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there has been a time where I might have went and changed a line or changed a word, but. Not recently. For the do-rag, that did not happen. We we pretty much, whatever we recorded, how we recorded it, that's how it came out. And same with the Ono Project. Uh, I might have changed maybe a chorus, like a hook or something somewhere, but that was about it. Uh, the verses pretty much remain exactly how I wrote them. So I, I wrote it and however I recorded it, that's how it was. That's how it ended up on the project. Uh, I definitely it's crazy cause, because I can hear certain songs to this day and I hear words that I say oh damn you know I could have I could have said this instead of that or even to this day I can still hear that in a lot of the music so when you look at everything going on I mean you guys have a ton of different groups and partnerships and you know, solo, um, you know, group projects, everything. What's coming up for you guys, and what should we be looking out for? Uh, well, right now, we, you know, we all still on the solo stuff, but uh, group-wise, group-wise, we have some Durag Dynasty stuff that's going to be coming again, uh, coming up soon. And then General Monks, I believe General Monks is going to be the next big push. So Asia and myself are, are currently working on general monks right now okay awesome and also and also asia's asia's like heavy in the lab working on on uh cali agents some new cali agents and shit so which i will definitely play a major role in that as well that's you know, great. cali agents like cali agents is like the forefathers of our shit so you know before it was gold chain it was cali agents so Man, you know, I I, I, I got my uh, How the West Was Won off of eBay, man, back in high school, man. Um, this is probably like Dope. 2001, 2002. 
Um, so All yeah, right. I still I still got my copy. Love it. I love it. Yeah.